Today is New Series Sunday. We're starting a new series entitled Goodness Gracious, all about the goodness of the Lord. And uh, I don't want to do anything in this message before I, I give honor to where honor is due. If we can, let's give it up for our lead pastors, Pastors Joshua and Kyra Redding. We're so thankful for them. We're honoring them, and uh, it's an honor to be on this platform with you guys. They asked me to open up this series for you all today, and it's exciting. God has placed uh, placed a special uh, message on my heart, and it's all around this idea of being blessed. And so if you want to start your notes off early, if you have a note, uh, a notepad and a pencil or a pen, I would, I would encourage you to take some notes. You as well, online family, take some notes. But today's message is entitled, I'm Blessed. I'm blessed. And I want to encourage you, if you don't think that today, by the end of this message, you'll know it. And uh, we're going to be talking about a very special blessing. Uh, It's actually been around for many, many, many years. It's one of the oldest blessings that's still talked about to uh, this day. In fact, in 1976, uh, a group of archaeologists outside of Jerusalem uh, discovered these two little silver scrolls. And in those scrolls is the blessing that we're going to talk about today. And this scroll, when they took it back uh, to the lab and they tested it, they found out that it dated all the way back to when the first temple was being built during Solomon's reign. And so this blessing has literally stood the test of time and it is still applicable for us today. And so it is Numbers 6 that we're going to be reading and it's all about the priestly blessing. Some people know it as the Aeonic blessing or the threefold blessing. And uh, we're going to be reading that in just a moment. And so if you'd like to go ahead and grab your phones or your Bibles. I have a physical Bible. Uh, These are the best, but if you don't have either, don't you worry. We got a big Bible uh, behind me. We have some Bibles on the side of the screens. For online, we got some Bibles that'll be on the lower thirds. And let's go ahead and crack open this message today. Numbers 6, 22 uh, says this, then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. Now, just a quick little backstory before we read on. This was when uh, Moses was pulling the Israelites out of Egypt. Uh, God called them out of Egypt and after a little bit of a tussle with Pharaoh, he let them go. They crossed the sea and now they're in what we call the wilderness. And a lot of us know the story. We know that they were there for 40 years, but they were coming up uh, on to the promised land and God was like, I need you to set some structure. So if you read back a little bit. Moses was telling them how to live, who was going to do what, how you were going to do this, some organizational stuff. And then he said, I want you to do this. Instruct Aaron and his sons to do this. And it reads in verse uh, 24, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Verse 27 in in conclusion says, Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. And I don't know about you, but when I read that, I get excited. So just a quick show of hands here. Who wants that blessing for their life today? Oh, I got some claps. We can raise both hands. I'm raising both hands. I'd raise my feet if I could. This is a blessing that I want. I want this for my moment and, uh, and for my life. And so what I want to leave you guys with today is the three eyes of blessing, or most importantly, three reminders uh, that you can give yourself no matter what season that you find yourself in to remind yourself of this blessing. The first point here is I am blessed and protected. I am blessed and protected. You see what I love about this text is right off the bat, God says, I promise to bless you 
and protect you. A promise to bless us and protect us. Bless us and protect us. Now, I'm, I'm saying this a bunch of time because we all want the blessing. Uh, but he references protecting. And uh, that implies something. That implies that not only is his desire to bless us, but there's something that we're going to need protecting from. See, he wouldn't say, I'm going to protect you if, if, if it was all going to be candy and lollipops and no problems. No, there's something that, that we're going to need protection from. And there's a verse that's found in 1 Peter. Uh, it starts, uh, 1 Peter 1, verse 3. It says, now we live with great expectation. And we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. So we're seeing this inheritance, this blessing that we're going to receive. It's huge. But it says this in verse 5, it says, And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So we see God referencing here protection. In conclusion, verse 6, So be truly glad there is a wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Many trials for a little while. And I know a lot of you guys, you're like, See? There was a catch. There were some terms and conditions. It was, in fact, too good to be true. God, you're blessing me, but I signed off. I just checked the box of I agreed to the terms and conditions. I didn't read them. None of us do. And now I signed myself up for some problems. A lot of us are in that season where it's like, God, I know you've blessed us. But what's with all the problems? Or maybe you don't know God has blessed you. And you're just going one problem after another. God, why? What, what, what is this about? And I want to encourage you guys. Life is unpredictable. Yeah. It's unpredictable. We may try to control it, but it is out of our control. We walk every day, though, in God's blessing. But he also says that we walk in his protection. It reminds me of a season back in 2019, 2020 uh, with our church. Our church was thriving. Now, look, it was thriving then. It's still thriving now. But it was thriving then. I mean, we had just finished our end of the year offering series. We were going into Christmas. We had three experiences. 500 people showed up. That's three experiences. We're at four now. But that was big back then. Three experiences. We were set up and tear down. So early morning, road cases, getting everything set up, bringing people in. It was amazing. We finished off that series. We were into our 21 days of fasting and prayer. Now, that may not excite you, but it excited us. It was an exciting season seeing what God had. Then we went into a relationship series. I know a lot of y'all are excited. You're thinking, Lord, let that be my blessing. I've been looking for a man or a woman for my life. Back to the story. So... We, we, it was just, it was thriving. We were moving forward. God was moving. And the reason why was during that end of the year offering series, our pastor, Pastor Joshua and I, we were right back by those double doors where we filmed this video that God found a building for us. He found a place for us to reside. We were going permanent because at the time we were in Shady Grove Middle School, Redland Middle over the summer. It was just a lot of to and fro. And so for God to bless us with a building, it was exciting. We released it to the church right before the end of the year offering. And it, we were just excited. But how many of us know our calendars pretty well what occurred later in 2020? COVID. 
That was a fun season. <laughs> we went from meeting in a, in a middle school to not meeting at all. And so we signed on this space towards the end, or, uh, end latter part of December. We started renovation. Our goal was to be in here by February, March. We started renovating. And this was a blessing. This space was a blessing. But it was also had some problems. <laughs> this space was needed some work. There was a, a lot of dust everywhere, no floors. There was walls up. The, the walls looked terrible. They were like this orangey yellow, green fixtures in the kids' environment. It is not at all what you see here today. And so we had to put in some work. God blessed us, but there were still some problems we had to overcome. And uh, let alone we had to work out permitting. If you've ever done any permitting, have fun with that. And uh, <laughs> We started renovating. Next thing you know, it's January. We realized we needed a little bit more time. It starts going into February. Our goal was to be in here for the Mia Moore series. And then COVID starts coming. And we see it coming. We see the news articles coming up. And we're like, we're not going to slow down. God's blessed us. We're going to meet here. And next thing you know, it's you can't even meet in the middle school because MCPS won't rent it out to us anymore. Um, then it's you can't meet at all. You have to stay at home. And we're like, God, you just blessed us with this space. What, what is going on? Yeah. And you, you see how fast that changes? Yeah. How quick that happens? One moment we're so excited about God's blessing, and the next thing we're fronted with this problem, and we're like, God, what, what is going on? Right. Yeah. But see, the promise was to bless us and protect us. I want you guys to shift your perspective a little bit because God knew that COVID was coming. And he also knew that if we didn't have this space, what it would mean for our church. We wouldn't have a place to meet. Over, over the COVID season, we were meeting online exclusively, streaming every Sunday. We had middle of the week uh, encouragement called The Essentials where we would have Pastor Chow and Pastor Joshua share some encouraging words. We had our first Highlight the City Week during COVID where we had this space to help prep bags and, and plan and organize what God was doing to bless us and protect us. And here's a powerful truth here that I want to draw your attention to. It's the enemy's plan is to destroy you, but God's plan is to bless you. Not only did God bless us, he protected us. We didn't see it as such, but God knew what what was coming. In the midst of our chaos, God was revealing the true blessing, and that was the protection that he was offering. We see this in Numbers 23, 19 through 20. It says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Verse 20, listen, I received a command to bless. This is Moses speaking. God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. Look, the enemy's goal is to destroy you, but God wants to bless you. And he set things up in motion for no matter what comes at you, his blessing will still stand. It's unreversible. The way that I like to see it is his blessing is not something that we can buy at the store, get a receipt, and return it whenever we want. It stands the test of time. Another promise here is found in Psalm 91, 10 through 11, and it says this, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. The blessing is protection. No matter where you go in life, no matter what is thrown your way, God's promise is to bless and protect. Amen. Amen.
you have to know this, that when you feel like you have lost all control, you serve a God that is completely in control. And it may seem like things are slipping away in your eyes, but God is saying that my blessing is protected. You don't have to worry about it. All right, point number two here as we continue on. It says, I walk in the grace of the Father. I walk in the grace of the Father. Now, our series is entitled Goodness Gracious, so you knew grace was going to come up at some point. We made a nice graphic. It's all about the goodness of God. It's all about grace. So we knew that it was coming up at some point. But just a quick little show of hands here, and I don't, I don't know about you, but this is for me. Who here is a little bit hard on themselves at times? Yeah, see, everyone's hands are going up. And if your hands aren't going up, you know you're hard on yourself, don't be. How about this one? This is a real test of, of honesty. Who here is hard on others? Yes. Now, don't be lying. This is God's house. We all can be hard on ourselves, and we can all be hard on others. I know this for a fact. Uh, I have two little kiddos, and I have to extend grace like an ATM machine uh, multiple times a day. And by the end of the day, I'm out of money. So you're going to have to go in the branch, but the branch closed at 5, so it's bedtime. Am I right? It is. Y'all terrible. Y'all clapping that up. Y'all funny. Y'all funny. But, but for real, can I be transparent? I am hard on myself. I am. And it's because I'm specific. I, I like things done a certain way. I, I like excellence. And it's not my fault. It's, it's our pastor's fault. <laughs> Pastors Joshua and Kyra Redding, they love excellence. And if you go anywhere and there's a lack of excellence, it not only bugs them, it's starting to bug me. I'm like, ugh, can't, I can't do this. But the issue with that is, though, uh, it, it can come in on me. You know, our production team can vouch for me. I am specific. See, they're cheering. Y'all are terrible. Y'all are cheering for the wrong things this morning. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Our creative team knows this. I'm very specific. Our online team knows this. They're, they're still cheering. Our facilities team knows this. I'm, I'm specific, and it's because I believe that anything that's done for the Lord should be done in excellence, right? Amen. But the, the flip side of that is I beat myself up a lot. I really do. If I feel like I'm not performing, if I feel like I've let someone down, if I've missed a detail, made a mistake, said the wrong thing, gosh, made the wrong face in the wrong moment, it, it eats me up. Honestly, it eats me up. And even worse, at times I did, I felt like if I fell short, I was missing out on my blessing that my blessing was being pushed away. Can anyone relate to that? Yeah. yeah. You know, think about the people of Israel. We were just talking about the wilderness. The wilderness was occurring for them for 40 years. And the reason why was when the people of Israel were being escorted out of Egypt, the thought of the unknown, this promised land, seemed worse than where they currently were in captivity. I mean, heck, the blessing was freedom. They were now free. But that was so much worse than what they were currently at because they just couldn't see. And the issue with that was, was as problems came throughout the wilderness, because problems come, we just went through that, they began to resent God. They began to curse him, to complain. But worst, worst of all, they began to divide themselves. They used to point fingers at each other. We see this in Deuteronomy 1. It starts here in verse 2. Normally it takes only 11 days to travel from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea. That's the promised land. 
But 40 years after the Israelites left Egypt, skipping Moses addressed the people of Israel. He said, hey, look, I am giving you this land. 40 years and I got my blessing. That's what the people of Israel were saying, right? But no, they didn't get it. In fact, it says in Numbers 14.30, you can write it, it won't come up. The Lord says to the older generation, surely none of you will enter the land that I promised you. None of you. And let's be honest, we do this, right? When things go wrong, God, why are you doing this? Why is this happening to me, God? We blame others when things go wrong. How could you, how could you make that mistake? Don't you know better? Don't you see what this is going to cause in the long run? We even do it to ourselves. Man, I could have done better. I just ruined that situation. I'm never going to get over this hump. But here's the promise that God is telling us. Grace is freely given, and it's free to receive. Grace is freely given, and it's free to receive. See, without God, we would continue in that cycle. But see, he gave us something, a gift that can get us through it, and it's from grace. It says this in John 1, 16 through 17. It says, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. You see, the gift was Jesus. That's his grace. We see this in Titus 3, 5. He saved us. Not because of anything that we have done, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. We can remove mercy and put grace. Because of him, right? He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. And that comes from believing in Jesus. Look, we don't always get it right. But you need to give yourself some grace. You need to give others grace. Why? Because the Father does, and he gives it freely. Amen. Amen. Well, let's take it one step further. If we receive grace freely, we must give grace freely. We don't deserve it, but he still gives it. So who in your life needs some of your grace? Is it your mother or your father? Maybe they let you down. Maybe a sibling. Maybe it's that friend at lunch or in one of your classes. Maybe it's your boss or your coworker. Maybe they need some grace today. Because this is what the Father is promising. Look, I know we made a mistake, but we can still move things forward. And so you need to reach out to that individual. Hey, look, I, I want to extend some grace. We all make mistakes, so do I. But let's keep building this thing together. All right? Point number three, as we, as we close out here, it says, I can find peace like no other. I can find a peace like no other. I'm lucky enough to be married to my beautiful wife, Megan, uh, for five years now. Five years now. Well, it it turns five on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, so we love gift cards, cards, gifts. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding, I promise. But five, five beautiful years, and we have two amazing uh, little, little kiddos. Uh, Celine is three. She just turned three uh, back in October. And then Cohen is now one, and he's walking. He, he's walking around. Uh, some of y'all call him Coco. And uh, if, if you walk up to him, if you see him and you ask for a high five, he'll give it to you now. 
He's super, super cool. But uh, because he's one, I was thinking back on, on his birth and uh, just kind of what, what that blessing was because to be 100% transparent, we can be transparent, right? Uh, I, we did not want Cohen. Uh, God wanted Cohen. Uh, my wife and I did not want a second child before our first turn two. That was just not in our thought pattern, but that's how God blessed us. And um, he, he really is a blessing. He's everything that we could have ever hoped for and needed. Um, but I remember when we were getting ready to go to the hospital, uh, because for some odd reason, none of our children ever want to leave my wife. They just want to stay inside. So she's had to be induced both times. Uh, we have to evict them. And uh, in, in the birthing process, there's something called dilating. Uh, and she was, she was growing. She was getting closer. It makes room for the baby. Um, and she was about six centimeters. And that's great. But then all of a sudden, it stopped. And look, we were excited. We weren't nervous per se because we had already gone through one child. We knew what to expect, but we didn't expect that. And so a day goes by, two days go by, and the doctors are starting to bring up C-section. Now look, if you had a baby C-section, that's fine. Our baby's fine. Cut to the end of the story. We had a C-section. It is what it is. Um, But we wanted a natural birth because Celine was natural. That's what we were expecting. So when they brought the news to us, we're like, wait, what? I, she's dilating. What are, you, what are you talking about? And uh, they're like, no, it's, it's stopped. It's been a day now. You might want to look into other options. And so my wife looks at me. She's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, no, honey, you always have the right answer. I'm like, not in this. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. And they're like, hey, whatever they think. We were nervous. We had no idea what our next step was going to be. And we started getting anxious. We started getting a little scared. I remember in that moment, I reached out to my pastors, and they're like, look, whatever needs to happen needs to happen. Just keep praying. I'm like, ah, keep praying. And so I remember I went to a place of prayer, and when I did, I just felt at peace. God, the blessing is our son. It doesn't matter how he comes. It's just that he comes healthy. And a lot of us, we find ourselves in this situation where things aren't going the way we expected. But that doesn't mean the blessing doesn't stand. We find this in Philippians 4, verse 6 here. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then. We miss the then sometimes in scripture. Online family, there's a then there that you need to look at. Then. So I need to pray first. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We found peace in the chaos because we chose to pray. We gave it unto God. And so here's a key thought here. The blessing doesn't mean an absence of problems, but it does mean in his presence, we have access to peace. We have access to peace. When we prayed, we received access to a peace that can only be found in him. And you can too. And look, I know there's a lot of things happening in our life. Whether it's a workplace transition, maybe it's some family drama, maybe it's some health issues or some financial issues. No matter what you're facing, the blessing still stands. And when we pray, we can have access to his peace. Amen. Now, I know at the beginning of this message, I said there was three eyes to blessing. And I kind of, I don't want to say I lied, uh, but I have a fourth one for you. Because when you're reading through the text, I can't uh, neglect this last part. I think it's one of the most powerful parts. It's the key 
to this entire blessing, to this entire message. It says here in number six, verse 27, it says, whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. There's a key disclaimer that's found at the end. What God is saying is, I am going to bless you through your leaders. I'm going to bless you through your leaders. I'm going to bless you through others. Here's the order that, that we see here. It started with God. It went to Moses, to Aaron, and then to the people. The blessing f- flows from God through people. There's blessing found in leadership, but specifically, there's blessing found in spiritual leadership. And look... This is the way that God chose to distribute it. This isn't my choice. But I got to leave you with, with a next step, with a call to action, because the blessing was given to the people of Israel due to their proximity to their leaders, to their involvement in what God was trying to build through his people. And here's the first takeaway here. Are you in a light group? If you aren't, you need to get plugged into one. After this experience, you'll have the opportunity to go through those doors, and there's a beautiful spot called Connect Here online. There'll be a link that they post in the message, in the chat section. It says, Connect Here. Stop by, get plugged into a group. You're not meant to do life alone. In fact, I can say based upon this text, I can't do life alone. There's too much access that I gain when I'm in proximity to a spiritual leader, to a spiritual community. Get the spiritual covering you need in this season. Don't miss out on the blessing. Another question is, are you serving? Are you actively being involved in building his kingdom? Are you a superhero here at Highlight? If not, connect here. right outside. We have super steps at the end of November. It's a great way for you to get some skin into the game. But we see the people of Israel were blessed because of their involvement in the building of his kingdom. Don't miss out on your blessing. There's blessing in being rooted in under spiritual leadership and being a part of a community that's bigger than ourselves. The major takeaway here that I want to leave you with is the Lord blesses people and does for them what we cannot do for ourselves. We don't have the power to protect ourselves at all times. We don't have the power to give ourselves grace at any moment. We don't even have the power to give ourselves peace when things go awry. But what God is saying is when you're in a community, you have access to it all. You have access to my protection. You have access to my grace. You have access to my peace. Get rooted in a healthy local church. You're not meant to do life alone. And the last point here that I want to leave you with, the last thought, is God has more in store for you. You may have walked in here feeling like it was the end of the road. I'm at a certain age, Father. I'm just here to be in community. Or maybe it's you're facing a problem that you just can't seem to get over. I can't, I can't figure it out. This is the end. Maybe your, your finances, you're going so far into debt that how am I going to go another day? God is trying to remind you today is that he's blessed you. And that there's more in store for your life. There's a start of something new. And from the last verse in this text, we have access to it when we're rooted in a community. Don't do life alone. You can find blessing here. Amen.